two people like us might read what I write then and be like oh this is angry but uh, you won't get through to most people because it's too abrasive it's like uh, what's his name Alex K oh, yeah. you know what I mean it's just too abrasive so I tried to remain like uh, you should write more like Tim Rogers yeah definitely uh, I tried to remain more like I reworked the article to be more like detached, mm-hmm. so I still say like severely insulting things, <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost as if they're just observations, but without like less without personal agenda behind it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Is it like a critique on his writing or like everything about him? It's about. <laughs> it's, it starts off with him, but it's about. Uh, the pointlessness of video games journalism. Hmm. Like what it's doing. Like why it's why it's flawed. Why, oh. it's, why it's a problem. He's like the paragon or paradigm of like yeah. <coughs> everything I mean, that's really wrong is. with it. He really is. If you think about it. Well, did you read that article that I linked you to where he was uh, Steven Totillo took his 3DS to a few ophthalmologists. Oh, I was going to I was going to link that one to you. Yeah, I I'd clicked on it when you sent it, but I had already read it. Oh. Like, I, you sent it and, like, logged so off, and I caught it later. Yeah. Okay, what did you think about it? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Why did it even need to be done? I don't know. That's Like, the, yeah, why did that's... it need to be done? Like, who paid him to do that? He wasted so much... I mean, it really isn't that much, but he, he wasted some <laughs> energy... Yeah. ...and resources... Yeah. By doing it, mm-hmm. and it just like it did not need to be done. It just both did external and internal not need to be done. It was an article that like no one was asking for. Right. You knew what the conclusion was going to be before you even <laughs> finished reading the Steve, title. The answer to the question nobody asked. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. I mean, and what these doctors must think when this fucking little dwarf man comes into their office and is like, "I'm doing an experiment for video games." Yeah, that's why video games don't get much respect. Because this is a, this is considered an experiment. Do you Did think you this see? would harm your eyes? Did you see on Kotaku what it was labeled as? Like the type of article? No, I never. Medical experiment. <laughs> so he's, he's licensed and trained to do so that. So just yeah, exactly. <laughs> just think about that for a second. Uh, it's Stephen Totillo doing <laughs> medical <laughs> medical examiner. So somehow the video game industry, something that I loved since I was a child, has evolved and developed to the point. Where there are people and in industries that can survive just off the fat of it. Mm-hmm. And just off that fat, this diminutive little fucking man who can barely write is somehow privy to running medical experiments? Yeah. That's like the definition of evil. It's like the total misappropriation of so much awareness. What? Yeah. Why? Why is he doing it? It's just an idiot. 
That's just I so, forget because I read it and I so like, stupid. Are you kidding me? I hit a sentence that was like crashing a boat into a rock, and I was like going to copy and paste it to you. He does halfway through the article. He writes. He basically admits that he, he halfway through the article. He admits that the premise was stupid. Like halfway through the article, it's not even at the end. He doesn't even like concede at the end where he's like. And in the end, it was probably a stupid idea to do this. But yeah. you've already read my words, so I can concede to that right now. No, yeah. it's like halfway through the article. He's like, by the way, this was pointless. They're not going to be able to tell you anything yeah. in a few minutes of it. Anyway, back to the story about what the doctor yeah. looked like. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like, it's 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 just a... Uh, I have no problem with people in the video games industry existing because you're basically showing off your life. And, you know, expressing your own opinions and stuff. But he is, like, a person... I don't know. He just... He does not seem like he likes video games. He doesn't seem like he understands video games. He doesn't seem like he genuinely has a passion for them. The things that he's doing are, like, assignments that were somehow constructed with, like, pop trouble. And, like, a pair of dice inside that just yeah. says different verbs and adjectives. <laughs> and then, you know, you put them together, equal sign, games. And he just does various things and tries to relate them to games. And, like, you can tell how little he knows or cares about games because he always comes at these stupid articles from such a bizarre pers- perspective. That's why I don't like him. I can instantly tell he's not a gamer by what he chooses to write about. It doesn't even take two seconds. Like, a normal person might write that article. A gamer wouldn't because by the time they would have thought of it, they would have realized in two seconds, thanks, thanks to their brain and its advanced abilities from playing games all mm-hmm. these years that the article is pointless and it shouldn't be it's done. a very he's a very odd person because we've <clears throat> we've had this discussion before and I don't know if it was on, on another podcast or not but uh, he's like simultaneously detached from gaming in a way to where he's not relying on a love for games uh, a history of having played a lot of games like you know of knowing the lineage of and like legacy of games as a form, as a medium. But yet, he doesn't write about them with a negative tone, as though he's being forced to write about them. No, he's like an alien observing a culture. That's what, yeah, that's what I don't understand. That's what I meant. You can tell yeah. he doesn't, he just doesn't belong. But it's like if you were a reporter at a newspaper and you're trying to make your way up and they're like, you got the games beat. And it's like, I don't want to write about games, I want to write about murders and like yeah. crimes. Sure. It's like, well, you got to do the games right now. That yeah. person would be like, so they Just sent me to this to thing. I bought this thing. Yeah, but he writes about it like a curious child or an alien, I suppose, and misses the in- misses the whole point every time. He's just not very smart, and I don't mean to be insulting him, but I mean there. No, he's luckily, not very smart. I met him in person at PAX, and the way he conducted himself made me sick to my stomach. Luckily, there aren't many people in the video games industry who I actively dislike. I mean, that would suck, but I kind of actively dislike him just because he's really, like, lowering the bar for video games. It's just like, I don't know, Gawker isn't the most prestigious of sites, or any of their sites aren't the most prestigious of whatever it is they cover, but uh, Kotaku is still pretty popular. I don't know how popular it is now after that redesign, but it's still pretty popular, so what goes on there is kind of important in that way that it's being said. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just like damaging, yeah, the yeah. entire industry. Because 
And I mean, like, not even that. He's, he's damaging... He's better than something like the VGAs. He's damaging an entire generation of, like, kids that are growing up. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there are kids... I mean, most, most video game players, you play the most video games of your life. I don't care who you are. Kids, if you're listening to this and you think you're just going to keep playing more and more games exponentially as you get older, no. You play the most games in your life when you're in, like, high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your brain and your personality hasn't totally formed yet. And, uh... There's so many people reading about games on the internet right now that I, I can't imagine the harm he's doing to uh, kids' understanding of like sentence structure and grammar. Yeah, it's not even related. That sounds, not yeah, even related to gaming. No, that's like this really, is acceptable writing. Yeah, that sounds really bombastic. Like I'm making this ridiculous claim, but I mean it's not. I mean, you're just dumbing these children down, and it's it sucks that he can't write well. But I don't understand why no one has said to him, "Hey, you can't write really well." I, I, I don't really understand why you're in this position, but you should probably take some lessons or, <laughs> you know, make your articles a little bit shorter so there's less room for mistakes. I think the problem is that, like other, like almost any other profession, any any profession you could pick, the life cycle of a career in that industry is a lot shorter so that like every year people are graduating from school and going into I don't know biochemistry into graphic design into software programming into agriculture whereas like games journalism it's like the people who have who grab the most attention got into it before there was any reason for it to be coveted yeah so like Jeff like Jeff Gerstmann has been in it forever yeah and he's sort of just grandfathered in because he's Jeff Gerstmann. I totally agree. Steven Totillo is sort of grandfathered in because, he was hey, he was the guy on MTV's multiplayer, multiplayer blog. blog. Yeah. So he's just sort of given a pass. That's really strange. And it's kind of assumed that he's like this knowledgeable person about games, like this uh, person whose you know, opinion you want to hear. Like, yeah. I can't wait to see what Steven Totillo says about this. And it's like you have, a middle, you have a middle ground of people who are like have been in it for a decade plus and then, like, people who have been in it for three years or less. Yeah. Where in that middle state are people who are probably really well-trained, well-educated, intelligent writers. Yeah, well, it, what it really is, right, is it's those people who were... Uh, who probably looked at it from your perspective and went, <laughs> I don't want any part of this. I'm right. going to write something more le- legitimate. But, I mean, it was also probably... I mean, these are also people who probably worked... Uh, I mean, when video games more or less got mainstream in the past 10 years tons of positions were created at, mm-hmm. at tons of different media outlets yeah for games writer or you know whatever sure and so they filled some slots i'm thinking with people who they probably shouldn't have and just by virtue of the fact those people were there like you said they got grandfathered into the rest of the industry when mm-hmm. those original sites collapsed yeah uh I'm, I'm guessing that MTV's multiplayer blog is a, is probably the best example of that that you can think of, that I can think of, that anyone could think of. That's terrible. It's a really weird situation. Doesn't it bother you when you hear game journalists answer the question of how do I get into the industry and they always say it doesn't really matter what you study? Yeah. People are like, do I have to study writing and like composition and the language? And they're like, it's probably a good idea, but no. It's really uh, good that they that it's open to everyone. And that education isn't a thing that's required uh, necessarily. Um, I think that's really good, but you know it's also really bad. It's it's a double-edged sword. 
big time, I think. Because, I mean, there are plenty of people who, uh, I mean, like, you'd like to assume that just because a person's smart and has a degree, they probably know what they're talking about when it comes to games, but... I don't know, we've talked about this before. It's like, there should be some sort of entrance exam <laughs> yeah. for these kind of positions, yeah. you know? Uh, we talked before about how, like, there probably should be a sort of gamer score that's literally tied to you for the rest of your life, yeah. like a social security number, so that your gaming history can pretty much just be, like, called up so that I can see what you did, see when you did it, and just basically understand your perspective, you know. Yeah. So I can not not only so I can um, figure out if I want to read what you write um, per article, but basically if I want to pay attention to you at all anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't need to wait around for Stephen Tillo the next five years to write one interesting thing. I don't really care what he has to say because his perspective is so uninformed, right? Or unaware. You know right. what I mean? Right. I wish there was some sort of implementation like that. If 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 any industry will do it, I'm pretty sure the video games industry will do it. You'd think so for an industry that likes to rate and rank and right, like codify and and like aggregate data. Yeah, so much like just ongoing education type credits or like, something. There are aggregate can... sites that aggre- that like aggregate other aggregate sites. Yeah, yeah. Those that's sort of yet... kind of that's sort of happened recently that I've come across that yeah. where. I'll get articles that are linked to NG, N4G articles, which are then linked to the original article. Hmm. And in that chain of command, all I've ever saw, all I ever saw was like the intro sentence. Like more of it was not revealed to me until I got to the source. Hmm. That like blew my mind. But there are like layers to like dig down until you find like the actual whole chunk. I mean, that makes sense. That's good. You how, know what I mean? That's really good. Need. Um. Yeah. How many layers I mean, of really, like, aggregation do we need? What it comes down to is like, uh, it's it's different like conglomerates, like companies trying to, uh, to snag, like to snare your awareness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, let's just cover every base. Yeah. But I mean, the end result of that is that every company has links to everything. Yeah. Under their banner, whether it be IGN or Kotaku or, or just some multi-paged conglomerate corporate type site yeah uh, everything will eventually link to everything else and yeah it will just all be extraneous but uh, it's a weird time right now I guess that's why I really wish there was a better blog for video gamers I don't really like Bitmob I don't like its design I don't like the people that are on it you mean for people for gamers to submit for gamers to like no, I mean, generate the content for or yeah. just yeah yeah why isn't there just like a video game blog I mean like I know there are several like one-ups and but they're all like um, incorporated into larger sites that it's like oh yeah we're one-up we have all these reviews and news I don't really want that I want like a tumblr for video gamers and that's pretty much it the only thing I can think of is like kill screen yeah kill screens but branching out that's for sure but they're Acceptance of pretty much anything, anything, is kind of weird. Yeah. Originally, when I wanted to write for them, I was like, these guys seem like they would be pretty. That's like a double-edged sword too. What's the word? Open? No, the opposite. Oh, uh, like rigid? 
Yeah, I guess. There's another word for it. But yeah, I thought they were going to be pretty... Discerning. Yeah, pretty yeah. discerning. There you go. I thought they were going to be pretty discerning about what they picked. But then I read some of the reviews recently. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, these guys are... Guess not. I mean, you have people... It seems like their heart's in the right place, but... There are people writing reviews for it that Close are like the ta- taking the thesis approach where they'll like... Yeah, see, I would never, <laughs> I would never assume that I am of a level of intelligence to even begin to yeah, try that. At exactly. least not without like months you of can't. research. You can't. And if someone challenged me, I'd be like, "Look at all of this I've compiled. I'm it's confident like sh- in my assertion." It's like showing up to a party totally naked. It's like saying, "I'm it's going like, to I'm go this t- confident." It's like going to with an ophthalmologist with a 3DS and going, "I'm conducting an experiment." <laughs> right. It is right. It's like that you're, level you're of right. hubris of you saying, "This is my thesis." Right. Like starts with a quote. Mm-hmm. By like <laughs> Sun Tzu, and then yeah. like there's a uh, abstract right below that. Yeah. Then like another quote, then two versions of subject headings that <laughs> explain it. It's just it's very strange. I hate that. Sound like this. a woman too. You definitely can't include this. This is too brutal. I can't be this mean in public. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe in the future I'll be like. <laughs> but not right now. There's nobody like that in games. I know. I know. Jonathan Bl- Jonathan Blow is barely like Talk that. Radar's looks, getting he there. gets roasted. Talk Radar is getting there. Talk Radar is going to be the Howard Stern of video game podcasts. I guarantee it. I guarantee Antista's it. is getting there. There's already fucking every whack ep- packs for them. It's every- pretty much just like the Howard Stern. There's already show. what? Well, like, the Howard Stern Show had, like, the Whack Pack, which was just, like, their collective of goons that they oh, would, yeah. like, occasionally bring on the show and be like, look at this, retard, without yeah. actually saying that. Yeah. They'd be like, we really want to interview you because you're interesting. Yeah. And the person would be retarded or just too stupid to realize that they're being made fun yeah. of the whole time that they're on the show. Yeah. That's pretty much Hank. Have you? Duh. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have, pretty much They have laid into ever. Hank so bad yeah. in the last two. Like, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, they're just not even holding back. And he's no. just oblivious. Yeah. He's like he's too happy to be included in that room. Just I can like, see why that they just like let him go though, because it's like a stern it's thing. They're just like people hate him, but they listen because they hate him. Exactly, exactly. It's a stern thing, man. They're they're very yeah. Strange. The last two episodes, I've become acutely aware, especially when it's like I got a story about that, and like Brett or Chris is like, "Great Henry, <laughs> what is it?" <laughs> Didn't I tell them that at PAX? We I'm did. Pre- I'm pretty sure I said like, uh, you know, your st- your show is like the Stern show. Oh yeah, you d- you did on the podcast. Yeah. And they were like, really? You go, yeah. You guys are like Howard Stern. Yeah, they definitely are going to be like that. They didn't seem to really get it though. Antista kind of caught into it, but they yeah, were just yeah. sort of like they couldn't really figure out why you were saying that right away. They're too close to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they can't, no, but we told Brett afterwards. Remember? Sure. We were about to tell him about Cody, and he guessed everything we were going to say. That's true. Because we're like, we worked at a game store. And he's like, and I know, he's the customer everybody hates. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was true. That was funny. Fucking Hank Gilbert. That poor guy. <laughs> One thing you do like, though, is Crisis 2. <laughs> yeah. A lot. It's a super good game, right? 
It's very good. I'm very impressed with it. I'm very impressed with it. I don't know. I don't know where to start with that game. So the sound is really good, obviously. Uh, yeah, it some is. Of the best the... sound design I've ever heard in a video game. Both Period. the actual like sound and like like the noise and the tones and yeah. whatever is being used. Just sound design is just fucking yeah. ridiculous. But it has good. that Battlefield style of sound that I really like. Yeah. Where they do like the... Uh, the like, I guess they call them reports, like echo, like bullet reports, gunfire reports. That like they echo and they like mm-hmm. sound like they're conforming to the environment. Yeah. And if it's far away, it sounds really far away and hollow and like popping. And when I I always attribute that to Battlefield only because Battlefield versus Call of Duty, like that's something I notice right right away between yeah. the two. And a lot of games don't really do it. Halo does it, but this way it sounds in Crisis just. The sound effects really of good. like you um, cloaking and decloaking, and when you cloak, yeah. the, uh, when you cloak, the uh, atmospheric noise, yeah, gets kind of diffused. Yeah, um, it doesn't quite get silenced, but it it's almost like you're underwater. No, it sounds like you're cloaked. putting earplugs in. Yeah, and then when yeah. you decloak, it sounds like you're taking them out kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's an interesting choice. I mean. There is a lot of little Like when he things. fell... I don't know. I, I thought it's when he fell, and I only heard it a couple times, but it seems like when he falls and takes damage and, like, puts his hand down on the ground. Yeah. And like, as he's getting back up, there's, like, this weird sort of... <sighs> reptilian, like, predator kind of, like, weird noise that plays. Like, the hmm. suit's, like, sort of reorienting itself or something. Yeah. I don't know how to, else to describe it. It just sounded really interesting. And it is. Yeah. Like, you can... Yeah. Like, it sells you on the idea that the suit is, like readjusting itself after you've just like shocked it yeah yeah that game is just really good man the sound in that game is so impressive to me voice acting is pretty good but voice acting really reminds me of like uh, it's it's really like cartoonish I guess I don't know it kind of reminds me of like G.I. Joe sure. like if you talk to more of the characters in the game you'd see that you know the conspiracy scientist nut sounds kind of like a conspiracy scientist nut and uh, the military leader the lieutenant or captain whatever his name is um, I mean, like, he sounds like a fucking stone-jawed marine. But it's <laughs> it's just, like, slightly hyperbolic, you know? I, I don't yeah. really know. It almost sounds like, like, I don't... It almost sounds like they weren't American voice actors. So that's, like, slightly overacted? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like Heavy Rain. No. But it's just... No, they weren't, acce- they weren't like, accented in any right. way. They were just sort of... Like, the old man... Uh, yeah, it's like kind of, I don't know, like hammy, I guess. Yeah. Just a little like overdone. And the I writers like uh, of the dialogue, you know, I don't really, I can't really speak too much to the, a majority of the dialogue in the game, but the writing for Hargrave is amazing. Like, as you, spoiler, um, right after you encounter him and he's blowing up his own island and you're escaping, he keeps talking as you exit and get further out. Yeah. And he, I mean, like, he goes on this kind of emotional rant where, um, I mean, it sounds like really Lovecraftian. Like, we didn't get to it because I thought it would be, when I was trying to show it to you, I thought it was sooner than it actually was. But he goes in this, like, Lovecraftian rant right before (laughs) the island explodes. And, you know, the way, it's, it's, it's a quote that, if I could single it out, would would be one of the most impressive quotes I've ever heard in video games in terms of writing. Yeah, it's it's almost up there with the Lovecraft quote about um, 
Lovecraft quote I like so much that I can't remember. The Lovecraft quote about him saying that, you know, mankind's inability to recognize everything in the universe is a gift. Oh, right. Because otherwise he would go mad yeah. with how crazy everything really fucking is. Yeah. I mean, like, it's that level of just cynicism, you know? Yeah. Because he's been a corpse for so long and just existing <laughs> and just existing in um, in his own mind. He talks about, like, how his own thoughts have, like, grown and developed on their own and they're like chasing him around inside <laughs> his brain it's just very strange and just like <laughs> right yeah it's you know it's really well written um that aspect's good so uh also is the the front end and the ui and um the actual design of i mean the ui design's okay but the inner like the um intermissions in between yeah, like levels mission briefings and like yeah the i mean they're, they're like next level design i think they look really good. I mean, they're really well achieved by someone who understands design. And those those videos that you can go look at um, of your suit's different abilities, like your armor ability, mm-hmm. the renderings of like inside of your body and biology of the suit and the nanotechnology, all that going on. They are fucking amazing. It's a it's an amazing level of detail, like an attention to detail. Yeah, like Wipeout, like Studio Liverpool style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. production quality. It's the same kind of thing where you, yeah, like if you take a screenshot and wipe, or you, you do the replay and wipe out and you're just like panning the camera around your ship and then you notice like one of the buildings off to the side of the track has some like really interesting feature about it. You're right. That you would not have ever seen unless you were looking at the game in basically a wrong angle. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally, it's, it you're is. like, why would they even go through with that? It's dense in every way. Mm-hmm. The game is just dense. I mean, it's dense visually, orally, and gameplay mechanic-wise, I think it's really dense. And that's what I was trying to say to you uh, before, that that's kind of what like separates it from most first-person shooters that have come out right now, is that it's pretty... Mm, it's just it's mechanically complex. It's like really dynamic. Any given moment on the battlefield is more dynamic. What I was going to say is that I was kind of holding in because I didn't I want to talk about it now is that was while I was watching you play and I kind of got a little of a little bit of it um, playing the multiplayer for two rounds. Is that uh, and this may have just been the sequence you were playing, but I I don't think so. Is that you're almost sort of like juggling three mechanics of the game at once. Oh yeah, totally. Where it's like you're cloaked and you're running and you're having to worry about your position relative to the enemies and sure. then you're like you find it, you decloak, shoot the enemy, recloak, move. It's sort of like you're just like juggling like do this, then do this, then do this. And, and then I'm going to have to do this again in like 4 seconds cuz I'm juggling. Right. My my fingers are pressing like at least three buttons at any one time. And if you I mean there's another aspect if you if you're seen the power armor. Yeah. It's another aspect that you kind of need to juggle. Then you also kind of need to be... The thing is, you can die really quickly in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... It's something that you learn, and that's why I found the game so hard. Uh, any given moment, the game can turn around on you really quick. Which is weird, so, because you, you look at the front cover, and it's basically like... Yeah, you think you could dominate everything. You know, Master Chief 2099-looking guy. But it's all skill-based. But then when he dies really quickly, you're like, I don't really feel like he should, but... But it's your fault. Yeah. I mean, it's your inability to... like master all those things mm-hmm. that he can mm-hmm. or possibly can yeah. but what I was saying is you also need to be aware of escape routes right? like while you're playing because there are plenty of times that I've like come under fire and I just had to run Yeah. and uh, you know you need to know where you can go like what's behind you at any given time also right. so you can run and escape because normal cover 
it, cover isn't such a black and white thing here as it is in games like Gears of War, where it's like, this is cover, because it's large and rectangular. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more, <laughs> uh, I did notice real. that. It's a little more finessed. Yeah. Like, not, like, nothing is exactly, in Gears, everything is exactly perfectly Marcus Phoenix's hunched height. Yeah. Whereas in this, Even it's like... Even, like, rocks and a lava. Pit. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like the, the barricades on the road are not really your height. No. And if they have enough of an angle on you, they'll just shoot right, like, you know, yeah. down past it. Whereas in Gears, it wouldn't be as quite... You'd be like, I'm fine. Right. I'm just lying behind this exact shape. This rock in the exact shape of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was in... Like, you were... I, there was one part where you... I mean, you did it a couple times, but I really noticed that you were either decloaking or cloaking at the same time you were zoomed in and shooting. Like, you, you, you were hitting the buttons at, at, like, such a precise timing... Yeah. ...that you didn't trigger the drain on your yeah. cloak. Yeah. And it's like it really impressed me that like you kind of have to get that good at yeah, you have to. timing those things. That's I love that about the game. I mean, that's it's different. It's di cuz I most games would be like you use the ability that ability lasts a duration and at the end of that duration you can then do something else. Sure. Where it's like this it's like no, you are layering yeah, it's, things it's, about yourself. It's bayonetish. In a, in, or it's it's vanquishish. Yeah, it's vanquishish. Where it's it's asking you to do multiple things and press multiple things, and there's all sorts of timing and things. And be going prepared on in your for head. what you'll have to do right after all these things expire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there is a lot that it's asking of the gamer, uh, mechanically. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the right word? Um, physically, yeah. <laughs> I mean physically, it's asking yeah. a lot of the, the gamer. The dexterity you need yeah. is high, as opposed to something where you just basically tape the R trigger down and yeah. spin in a circle. I mean the. Uh, we talked about the UI and stuff. They did a pretty good job of mapping all the computer keyboard controls to a controller. But there are some like it's pretty perplexing. There's the some grenade things thing is really weird, but I didn't find it when I was when I remembered I could do it. I didn't find it to be a huge problem. Yeah. It was just really strange. It is strange. Double tap Y to access your grenades. And especially like when I ran out of ammo and I was trying to switch to my secondary weapon. Yeah. And in my panic I hit Y twice. Yeah. And switched to the grenades as opposed to my pistol. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah, but I would have—I probably would have died anyway. So it's kind of. Well, what else would you map the grenades to? There's really—it's the last place. Literally, they had to basically say, "Let's just." Yeah, because those two abilities—the the armor and the cloak ability—are so important that they need to be on buttons that are easily accessible at yeah. all times and opposite each other. Right. Because they like it's it's just it's it's like a really interesting everything about the game is really interesting. Uh, it can just be studied, I think, from a lot of different angles. I think it's really strange the lack of attention it's getting. Not that no one's paying attention to it, but it's almost just like people are like, yeah, that's out. Crisis 2. Yeah, I don't think many people can. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Is what it do you because mean? Yeah, you Crisis do. was such a. No, people don't understand anything. Hype up and then sort of like a. I mean, you understand why people don't care about this game. It's because the majority of people playing video games and talking about them don't know what they're talking about. The only people who. The only people who could, have, who could have said something worthwhile about this game was Games Radar, to me. And they dismissed it because no one played it. No one played it. The people I have heard talk about it that have played the game, I don't really understand. Maybe they don't have an eye for detail. Maybe they're just playing too many games. But you just cannot get any interesting information out of them about any game. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't expecting anything interesting to come out of Crisis 2. I mean, 
it's That's so weird. it's so easily dismissed as another That's Call weird, of Duty. Man. We just I mean we kind of just did it, but we didn't really get into specifics. The problem so many people just read like an instruction manual. Like yeah, I mean, maybe more, Giant Bomb should like no. splinter off into another podcast where Jeff and Ryan just read that week's instruction manuals for an hour. It's I'll tell you, it's way more more than any other industry. The games industry is like built on memes. Our brains are, you know, better at finding patterns and in turn are probably better at creating patterns, like in turn are more susceptible to pattern behavior, I think that's the thing. Is that, you know, like games make people smart because they can recognize patterns better, but the problem with being able to recognize patterns better is I think you're subconsciously affected by the patterns a lot more. You know, so it's, sure. like, it's like a double thing. It's like the smarter you get, you're also possibly more ensnared by those patterns. So like, you know, if, if it's you... It's like saying it's like how much, it's like do you know Spanish you're like just enough to get into trouble. Yeah, like you don't know and you know enough to communicate to somebody, but not enough that if you like if you really needed to communicate something important, sure. you couldn't do it. Yeah, but I mean, like when you read, uh, it's it's it sucks that I can't think of an example right now, but you can go from article to article, um, review to preview to you know video game trailers <laughs> or to gametrailers.com's reviews. Actually, gametrailers.com's reviews are some of the best written reviews. I've I, I don't mean to pick on them. Let's just say you can go from article to article in the games industry. And, you know, you find the articles <sighs> comprised of the same cliched. I want to call them cliches, but they're not because they're not developed enough to be cliches. And I want to call them memes, but they're not complex enough really to be considered memes. They're just they don't these, cram like, enough information to be a meme. Right. Yeah. They're just like phrases that have sure. kind of like grouped together and been understood by the people in the games industry mm -hmm. as like um, how an intelligent person would talk and uh, as such most people who write about games try and sound intelligent and they ape these like certain groupings of words um, and uh, it's just really strange I, I don't know how to explain it it's very it's very hard to explain but there's like a there's no originality to the structure of anything that's written right and there's no originality in terms of um, transitions. Uh, the transitions are sort of like... It's, it reads like PR. And I don't think it's always on purpose. It gets really like ad-libby. Where it's sort of like, here's your article template. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. Like you'll see the sentence structure. The something, while something... Does da -da 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 -da. yeah 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 no exactly that's you know, what I'm the saying. graphics while competent right exude a richness that da -da 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 -da. yeah 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 like you'll see that combination a lot a lot yeah across multiple sources so you start reading it and and <laughs> you just I, I don't know it's scary when you see uh like the language it's like newspeak <laughs> you know it's like devolving yeah. into double plus good into nothing it's weird. But not for Crisis, which looks really amazing. Yeah, I'm really impressed with that game. Really impressed with it. Actually, like I feel it's, <sighs> I feel like I feel like it's a 2011 game. The music is really good too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've kind of, I figured it'd be a little more kind of new surprise at hearing kind of how the sort of the more retro, yeah, synthesizer noises that they're using.
Thank you for listening to the podcast 19AATX55FIGHT Story was really good. Was really good too, but the uh, the moments, you know, the um, centerpieces to the game. There's there's a lot of them in there. That's the one thing everybody has that Pretty people take out impressive. of it. It's like there are like a bunch of uh, interesting epic moments, like oh, where the man. freeway just fell away. Yeah. From you in that level, and it was like nothing compared to you know. Right, and you were saying like this is not even as crazy as it gets later on in the game. It's it's amazing. You know if that. It's lucky that it took place in New York because, you know, you probably couldn't achieve that much or there were probably couldn't be there wouldn't be that many those many situations on like an island. Sure. Um you just didn't have the possibilities. But it's good that this game went that extra mile and, and had all those really crazy epic scenarios. Not not once was I saying, Okay, no, this is getting a little ridiculous <laughs> Because it's kind of like uh I don't know. It's it's it 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 exists within that really cool space called video games, where you like don't question the reality of it, you know, or you're not supposed to. Probably because you're just like I'll take this. And I'm I'm taking a leave here because I haven't played it yet. But I, but so, like when you like for instance when that freeway like crumbles away in front of you, most games it would sort of be like, you know, that guy would get on the radio and be like. Alcatraz, you got to find a new route now. The road's gone. <laughs> I know. I just watched it fall. Thanks, <laughs> right. game. Right. But in the game, you just jumped down. You were like, no, the level's still going to continue. Yeah. You just got to see this happen. And then, yeah. like, the next segment of the level was like a sort of was a totally different experience, in like the the smoke and the fall and like the, you know, the debris, and you're like sneaking through it. A lot of games use moments, those like quote epic moments, to, like divert the player yeah, sure. into a new direction whereas Crisis they're happening and it's not like interrupting the flow it's like watch this yeah. now go through it I don't know it's, it's just a, it's a small difference I mean it reminds me a lot of what was done well in Bioshock where like um, you would come across a uh, well remember at the beginning of Bioshock when you're walking through that pipe the glass tube mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, that's exactly the moment I was thinking about it's close to it's close to the beginning of Bioshock and that plane the plane that you were just in is moving down towards the tube that you're in yeah and you have to you know get out of there before it hits yeah and it does so right behind you mm-hmm. and then the door pops out as yeah. it's like getting pressurized yeah. yeah that that's what it reminds me of like there's a lot of those moments sure. where you're just like wow that was really well done it feels it because it, it doesn't feel like a cheat I guess no. Like I, you got to that freeway and I saw how far it went and then it crumbled and I thought they just didn't want to render that far like right you don't they didn't want to have to like model all of that level and it's like no they actually did yeah they just wanted it to be like this at yeah. this point I don't know as opposed to like, like in not to segue too directly but like when I showed you bullet storm and you're like what happens if you jump down there and I'm like you can't yeah it's sort of like that that's like kind of like a cheat it's like, man, these rocks are like two feet high. 
you can't probably go clear him. Right, yeah. Better go down this funneled path. Like, you could just hug the wall and eventually get to your destination. Near the end of the game, uh, near the end of Crisis 2, you're on some rooftops of some really tall buildings. And, um... Uh, I got really. F it was. It's right near the end of the mission, and the checkpoints in the game are, if anything's bad with the game about the game, it's the checkpoints. They seem pretty brutal. They're pretty brutal. So, it was. It was towards the end of the game, and I was on the top of a roof, and I was like, "Well, I tell you, uh, I really want to jump down and see how it handles me falling, because you're on the top of a skyscraper sure. that's built to scale. You want to see how much of the reality they've rendered. And it looks like you can. In this game, it looks like you can get to the ground if you jumped off. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Um, so, luckily, the mission ended with me on the rooftops, so it yeah. fades to black, and I jumped off, like right as it was fading to black. <laughs> Assuming the game already considered the level beaten, oh, and that I could probably, you know, and it did. It didn't kill me. Um, Weird. I got to fall to pretty much the end, and it it does. It renders the whole thing. It doesn't even really blur it as dramatically as like Mirror's Edge when you fall. Mm -hmm. You know how that's done to just kind of cover up the fact that it's not rendered. Right. The blurring of the buildings that you're sure. on. Uh, this one was... I mean, you're falling next to the buildings, hundreds of feet. That's there they weird. are. Yeah, it's... That's it's, really PC game to me. It is PC game. I do. I, this whole game is really PC game. The multiplayer feels really PC game to me. It's dynamic. And that's what I mean by it's PC game. I mean... I, know, I, I think yeah, it's the jumping that makes me feel like it's a PC game. I don't really know what, what that means, but... The level design of the multiplayer maps and the fact that you can do so many things at any given moment really remind me of PC games. You know, it's the one yeah, part... Yeah, like when you point out the get, get grabbing the ammo is sort of like... It's like if you had a mouse, it wouldn't be as much of a problem uh -huh. as it proves to be with a comp, with a yeah. dual, you know, a joystick. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, no, it does. it does seem like a PC game, especially with the... Layered controls. It seems like a PC game. Yeah, maybe that's maybe it's just like sort of the lack of. And you were telling me there are scenarios where you literally have no idea what to do or where to go. I mean, you know what to do, but you don't know. It's like where do I go? How do I approach this? Yeah, I mean, and it gives you those tactical options. Yeah, the tactical uh, tactical options available. Tactical whatever. Um, whatever he says. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's really it's really cool. I mean it's 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 a way of basically. I mean it had to have come out of development wise or in development when people were just looking at the visually dense maps and just being like, I got to tell you, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't build this game, I wouldn't know what to do next. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like the alien enemy types because they're really mobile and they can like jump. They jump from like roof to roof sometimes. So Yeah, they're interacting with the environment in a way that is not this expected. You like can't you can't depend on enemy placement to suggest where to go, which is what a lot of FPS games do. You yeah. know, it's like, well, there are enemies around that corner, which means what? I probably have to go around that corner. You know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. what you think as you play but these kind of games. But it seems very that lack of direction seems very PC to me. Yeah. Because and this is arrogant, but for the most part, PC only or primarily PC gamers are probably on the whole more intelligent people yeah. and more intelligent gamers because look at what they still have to put up with. with I would begrudgingly agree. Hardware and drivers and patches and all they just have sort to of be. finagling. It's evolution. Yeah, it's like they're forced to be more intelligent just about how things work. Sure. Whereas like Bulletstorm, for instance, you could walk into a wall and by the game's natural, like the engine just sort of being like, 
just going to keep nudging you in one direction or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you get that in games, it's like if you just run someone into a wall, they sort of creep along the wall mm -hmm. anyway. In Bulletstorm, you can't get lost because it's either you're going forward or backwards. So eventually sure. you either hit the beginning of the level or you hit the end of the level. That's what I was saying when I was watching the game. It looked just like a shooting And like with enemy placement, you're like, where do I go? Oh, where the enemies are. Yeah. Like directly at them because they're always literally between you and the other, you between point A and point B. I mean, it really, the game looked beautiful, but it, it really looked like a, uh, an on-rail shooter to me. I was like, well... It's, it's not far off. I that. mean, you have total control over your character, but, like, do you really need it? I don't know. Where so you can... Where why so you can explore the environment? There's nothing to find, either. Um, and that's why it has, like, a lot of really random corners and rooms in it. Like I was telling... You were saying that Crisis has kind of some... Has, like, those random-ass rooms where you're like, why is this... Why did they even model this space yeah. out? Because yeah. it serves no purpose. Bulletstorm does the same thing, but there's not even anything interesting to see. <laughs> like, it's not even... There isn't even any rewards so far as being like, hey, you looked in this neat corner, thanks. <laughs> like, we worked really hard at making it look neat. Right. Bulletstorm's like, we just sort of forgot. There was an ammo pack here, but we forgot to place it into the world or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, you could you could tell that maybe that someone had an idea of, like, there was going to be something here and they just didn't put it in here. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I could never really... Play Bulletstorm. I don't know what it is about it. I tried. I totally tried. I tried the demo. I didn't like the demo either. I didn't like the game for the first like three levels that much. I played the demo probably like six times. By the sixth time, I started to understand how the game plays, and it felt a little bit better to me. But still, there are uh, plenty of reasons for me to not play this game. The least of which, no, I actually mean this. The least of which is the fucking gamer tag or the gamer icon, which is. I will complain about a gamer icon a podcast on here. Uh, if show I can. the while you have it up, show it. I want to see if it comes up on your Xbox. Uh, for you, because you were you remarked that it's yeah. Different. So the let's see. Oh, you, oh, oh, that's right. You're gonna have to. Yep. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's gross. That's really bad. I don't understand it. So the Bulletstorm gamer icon is different for people who have the game compared to people who don't have the game, and I can't really quite. We always talk about the like inner workings of Xbox Live because we can't seem to figure it out. Like, there's all these weird rules because and twists and turns of logic that shouldn't make yeah, sense. It just doesn't make it's sense. It's so apparent to us. Why would you like, have two gifts when there's one? Like when there's uh, when you can have less. When yeah. You can have one. It saves space. It's logical and more efficient in every way. I just can't figure out a reason why you would have two gamer icons. I wonder if that's like a game. marketing decision. I'm sure it is because. If you look at it this way, right now I'm looking at your gamer tag or whatever, mm -hmm. and it says Bulletstorm. Yeah. I mean, it says it in text, but it also kind of says it on the icon. It has a miniature representation of the logo. It says the name Which, of the game in the icon. If you were the kind of person who didn't know what they were doing, it's right. like, that looks like the thing I saw on that gamer icon. Whereas In a store, I mean. If you bought the game, it's they're probably coming at you from the perspective of, well, he's already bought the game. He doesn't need to be advertised to. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what he sees the game's icon as. He can just see it as this abstract thing because he's aware of the game and already has given us the money. Right. That in and of itself is so strange. This, what we're just talking about right now, is the most interesting news I've heard or read about video games in the past <laughs> three, four weeks of all the aggregate sites put together. Yeah. But no one talks about it. Because no one even notices it. I don't think anyone notices no that either. <laughs> I don't think anyone noticed that either. It's, it's just so a, weird, man. It is very strange. It's like an alternate reality. 
It is like if you strange. had never confirmed it for me. As far as I know, you live in an alternate reality where yeah. the Bulletstorm icon for you, for whatever reason, is different. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally like uh, it's totally subjective. It's not even good looking. No, it's ugly. Ugh. it's very weird. It's ugly. It's really. It ugly. really is ugly. Now, see, so, it worked. Uh, <laughs> it worked against them in 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 the case of me, because I saw the icon and was like, "I'll never purchase this game now because I don't want you don't that." Don't want to see my... that on your. But I mean, there probably aren't very many people like me. There's other reasons you'd want you don't want to own it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't deny. I that. don't know. I found myself really up on that game, and then when I was just playing it and showing it to you again, uh, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't really find myself liking it as much as I did the last time I played it. Yeah. And I think what's happened is that the game is like a seven-layer cake of achievements. And by that I mean there are the achievements for the game, as far as Xbox Live is concerned. There are achievements <laughs> achievements within the game itself as far as unlocking weapons, unlocking features of those weapons, yeah. and upgrading those weapons with the points you earn. And then there are achievements in form of skill shots. Which you, the first time you unlock it, gives you more points than every subsequent right. time you do it. But tied to upgrading your weapons and tied to the actual achievements for the game are these skill shots. Like there are achievements tied to getting X amount of skill shots, getting all the skill shots. There are, you know, there's in game rewards of having more points. Yeah. Discovering new shots and earning more points. That. A lot of, but like in the way that a lot of achievements don't actually enhance the game in any way. Yeah. It just forces you to play in a way that you don't like and you're yeah. not comfortable with. I don't like that. Bulletstorm does that in spades. That's the worst. Because there are a lot of weapons in the game, but half of them are not fun to use. And there are scores of skill shots tied to those weapons that I and my completionist psychotic brain have been trying to get. Yeah, so I'm going that's... out of my way to orchestrate these ridiculous scenarios. Yeah, right? I know what you're saying. I hate that. Like, ridiculous. I hate that. To get these fucking points. I mean, part of the reason those things are cool when they happen is because you sort of uh, you sort of st would stumble across them. Yeah. I mean, technically, good game design isn't letting someone know through achievements, which is a really abstract, linguistically oriented way of telling them what they're supposed to do. Uh, way to do things like that's just not a good design wise that's I, uh, maybe that's the best we can do right now but it still isn't a good thing I mean I recognize it as really annoying but I mean it's 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 accepted as generally good game design right now you know basically yeah. telling you what to do via the achievements and it works and for it works eventually for me it begin it's beginning to work against itself definitely most definitely <clears throat> there are tactics in the game that are reliable sure. every time work without fail well mostly without fail but from the game's internal measurement of performance, I'm doing poorly. Yeah. But from my own measurement of performance, I'm doing really well. Everything's working. Because I'm killing enemies, I'm not dying, I'm advancing in the game. For you know, geographically and story wise. But I'm not getting all the So how as many would you points. how would you fix that? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think about it for a little bit, but I don't It would really have know. to be AI that it adapts to uh, your playstyle. Like the only way to actually force someone to to do these other things is to make the things that they normally do not work, right? 
Sure. So, I mean, you'd have to have uh, really adaptive artificial intelligence in the game that, you know, if you keep using the whip, maybe one guy will block it. Well, that eventually starts happening is you find enemies that it doesn't work on. So, and then it's forced you to switch your tactics, but, like, I'm not rewarded for not using something. You're only rewarded for doing something. Oh, okay. You're never rewarded for not doing something. Yeah. Because it's a lot harder. I forget where that this was said recently. Someone on something that I don't really want to acknowledge that much, but was saying it's really di- it is really difficult to reward players for not doing something. You know, like if you had a game, oh, okay, yeah. like stealthing past enemies, like in Crisis, it's like, how could you have an like? Could you really accurately have an achievement that was like, don't kill a hundred enemies by using the cloak? Uh-huh. How would you really measure that? Like, are you measuring the distance between the player and the enemy, and the probability yeah, well, of them killing the, the enemy? In the uh, multiplayer, because you know, in the multiplayer of Crisis, you can level up the different aspects of your suit. So, like armor. It's the more you use it, the more power you get yeah. toward it. Yeah. So how would you measure cloaking? Cloaking isn't necessarily just the more you use it, because a person could just theoretically stand in the corner away from everyone and cloak. So the way they do it is um, get so many kills within eight seconds of decloaking. And that's that's fair to cloaking. me. That sounds really fair to me. Yeah. Because like I used the armor. Uh, you reminded me you're like you have armor by the way. So then I like clicked it on on that one round for like five seconds and turn it off and I, n- I failed to use it again. Right. But I got one point in armor sure. for that round. Armor seems to me to be like the last step in that game. It's the thing that I would probably least use the least. Yeah. You know? And it seems like it would take me a while to remember I have it. It's like the sort of like an oh shit or hopefully hopefully in, this works out okay. In a single player though uh, the uh, armor is pretty critical because for all intents and purposes yeah, yeah, the armor becomes like way. your shield. Because otherwise, you're dead pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Crisis 2. Again. Anyway. So, yeah, that's Bulletstorm. And I can see what they were trying to do. Visually, it looks... The art direction I kind of ended up liking. I thought I wasn't going to like it, but... The combination of the blues and the oranges being complementary colors and, by their nature, looking good together with, like, the weird browns and greens of this planet you're on. It actually looks really interesting to me, and I like the way the game looks. Yeah. I like the visual of the numbers and the glowing neon like style and everything like popping out of enemies. Yeah, so do I. I mean, in theory, I guess. But mechanically, it's flawed heavily. Something about it's the game, I heavily just... flawed. I don't know. Like the gun you out. start with, is really the best gun in the game. It's the most versatile. It's the easiest. It's the one you first upgrade, of course, because it's the first one you sure. have. There's nothing that gun really. Can, there's no situation that gun really can't solve, save for when the game is obviously trying to make you do something different. Like yeah, that yeah. sniper section you saw. Yeah, yeah. And that's really sad to me. It's really sad to me because it's like why you have so much, you put so much more, ener- so much additional energy into all these other facets of the game, of like different weapons and all these different skill shots for the weapons, but. They're only like starting to become detriments to that. Yeah. Whereas if I could just go through the whole game using that one gun and maybe the pistol, I really wouldn't have much of a problem, provided that I was being like entertained. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't like that at all. See, like I hate Borderlands aesthetic. It's like everything about it. It's art style. It's just, it's ugly as fuck to me. It's like offensive for whatever reason. It's offensive to my sure. taste. Um. But I played that game a lot because the systems were so Because addictive. mechanically, it's really sound. Well, mechanically, it's okay. Uh, its systems are addictive. Okay. <laughs> its yeah. systems are sound. 
yeah. in their addictiveness. Uh, that's that's what I could say about that game. Yeah, I, w- I remember I would play that game. I got the game for Christmas. I th- or my birthday or something from Amy, and uh, she always asked me. She was like, "Why don't you play Borderlands anymore? Or why haven't you played it?" Or she used to ask me, um, "Do uh, do you like the game that I bought you?" Sure. And I would say, "No, I hate it." Uh, and she was like, "Oh, oh." But I was like, "No, you don't." I mean, I played it for like thirty hours. Does that count? I just Does hate it. Does that mean I liked it? I don't Does know. Does that mean I liked it? I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> yes, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, like I don't understand. It's not a, yeah. Yeah, you trapped me for thirty hours in the house <laughs> against my own will. <laughs> And you stifled my life <laughs> and the progression of my day several wow. days over. I mean, like, that's that's what it did. I want to check out the Two lovers point was beautiful. I want to check out the waterfall. Yeah, all I'm doing Yeah, the Demon uh, Souls machine. The Demon Souls machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, that game. Yeah, I've already put twelve hours into the Asian version. <laughs> yeah, I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> what do you even say? This? I know. After you just went on a rant of being trapped for thirty hours. No, it's and I've like almost, I've almost spent half that <laughs> already on on the game. Well, you're like I've a drug beat. addict. You're just like I just yeah, really I just like that game. I keep taking meth. I took a lot today. <laughs> it's crazy what meth does to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you still laugh about it. It's terrible. It's terrible for your life and well-being. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> that's a game. Well, what's the alternative is I don't play games at all. Oh, and the alternative is to not play the same game five times. You're not missing out. But I like that game. Well, I mean, you would play... I would play Earth Defense Wars. You play your EDF again. You have a Japanese a copy dream. of Bullet Witch. I had a dream that I played Earth Defense Wars, the new one. And was it good? It was awesome. <laughs> right? It was so good. That's funny. It was so good in the dream. It was like a blend of the... the it was like... <laughs> well, it was basically uh, the new game, but it controlled... And this doesn't make any sense, because I'm talking about controlling a game in my dreams. Somehow, I understand that it controlled exactly like the old game. You know? Like 2017? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it looked like the new game. Which oh, I was, it just felt it like felt it the felt same. like that. Yeah, especially camera movement and stuff. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a great dream. I woke up and I was like, "That was great, man." That sounds kind of bad because I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think it'll be good, but I don't think it's gonna be 
I don't think you're going to sit down with it and be like, this is just like the other one. No. But, you know... Uh, it's going to be awkward in Western. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe in know. a way that you don't doesn't bother you very much. I don't care since the other one, since a real one's coming. Since a real one's coming? Yeah. It's okay. I'm totally yeah. cool with it. I don't know. Goddamn Demon Souls. I'm platinum it again. Yep. In, in theory, <laughs> I could do it a third time, but I really don't want to deal with the That's Japanese version. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... I don't know what's wrong with me. But I like playing the PS3 more. Like, I actually, when I've been renting games from Gamefly, I've been purposely getting the PS3 version on some of them. Because I'm less... I'm more tolerant of not finishing it. Yeah. Because of fucking achievements and trophies. That They're is interesting. awful. They're interesting. Uh, what was that? They are an interesting system. Oh! Eh, I borrowed a Kinect. That thing is a thing. Oh, yeah? I can't, I don't even know what to talk about it. It's got games. Uh, motion control. I would, yeah, I don't... I am still pretty impressed by... Not even a video game. The technology. Sure, okay. I am still pretty impressed by the technology. It's no. so uninteresting. Really? Yeah. I guess I'm... I, I know it's, I am. I'm easy to please. It's not interesting at all. Uh, the whole... Th I, I am not... Oh, my God. Really? No. Okay. Virtua Tennis was the most... Um, I mean, there was a, a just a trailer for Virtua Tennis. Virtua Tennis is the first Kinect game that I thought, for a split second, might be cool. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, yeah, for a split second, this would be cool, because I think back to when we played Virtua Tennis that time. <laughs> and... It was so violent that... <laughs> You know, Charlie wanted to throw me out a window. Yeah. But, um... He was going to defecate on your carpet. Right. That's That was his threat. His, his literal threat. <laughs> I'm going to shit right here on your carpet. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, we were already gesticulating and, like, going crazy in my yeah. room. So I was like, hey, this could work. <laughs> you know, if you get really into a good game of Virtua Tennis and you're just fucking jumping in the air. Yeah. Like, yeah! <laughs> Pailing! Right? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Power and speed of a Russian bear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was his name? Kalishnik. Is that Kalishnik? <laughs> Who was it? Oh my God! What the hell is that tennis player's name? Son of a bitch! It was the like Russian a K bear. Something wasn't it? <laughs> the Russian bear. God damn it! I don't remember. Crycheck. That's all I'm thinking. Something of. like that. It's it not was Crycheck. Cry something was but. close to that. Uh, Crytek. No. Crycheck. That's, that's Crisis. Uh, um. But anyway, Kerchief. Why do you think of it, Kurtz? Um. I don't know. I borrowed the. I borrowed it from a coworker, and and uh, they had the uh, the Your Shape game. Yeah. So like, tried it out and. I don't know. There's just something kind of interesting when you see yourself represented in that like amorphous form. Yeah, I dig that. And it is. They did upgrade it because like I put on a shirt that had a really high contrast design on it, and like it picks it up. <laughs> and I don't know if it's imaging you or if it's reading like light values, because <laughs> it didn't seem like it was an image. It just seemed like it sort it's of probably light values. You're probably it's right. it sort of knew how bright yeah. things were. It was weird. I could see that. And, like, it renders your face with a level of accuracy that I didn't really f know or, like, figure on. 
Yeah. Like it, I could see my glasses, and like when I moved my mouth, I could tell there was like a mouth forming oh. on the blob. I'm sure eventually it will be uh, almost one to one, or at least video quality. If they just sort of add more dots into the yeah. infrared thing that's scanning the room, there's no doubt they could make it like super accurate. Well, I don't think they can add more, but I'm sure they can focus them, right? Is that I mean, as far as the technology, like if they build, I mean, it's like as far as that technology. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Just add more dots to sure. pinpoint more, you know, physical space. Yeah. Like just seeing it and like seeing how it reacts and like when it does the measurements thing, just like the hol- it's like a holodeck moment. It's like a Star Trek moment where you're like, wow, it's like sort of reading me right. as a person. But no thanks. Hmm. No thanks to the computer reading me as a person. Stranya's a good game. Stranya's awesome. It's like uh, uh, Radiant Silver Gun-ish, not really bullet hell. It It's great because there are actual stages, um, as opposed to having that's kind of like that scrolling uh, backgrounds that you don't interact with, like every bullet hell schmuck that's Oh, yeah. Like no, I really like that. It's, um, yeah. Um, it's way more about the uh, interaction between you and your character in the 3D space of this stage, you know, like it feels every like the stage is. is like a is a 3D space, yeah, in the game universe that your the camera is p- tilting around, and the ship is actually maneuvering through. Plus, I mean, um, the weapon system is pretty fucking complex. Uh, I mean, it's I don't really like shmups with pretty complex weapons like Radiant Silver Gun. I really like the game, but I'm not very good at it because the weapon switching is a little too much for me. Um, it seems kind of so like Xanic uh, style where it's like you collect a power up on a fast like a side of your ship. Yeah. And then if you collect another one of the same type it powers it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, but it's very difficult, I think. Um Seems like it get difficult when you're purposely trying to avoid power ups yeah, to not fuck up pretty much like a chain you've built up on yeah exactly a weapon. Um, it's interesting. I, re- I really like the game. I, I I only got to like the fifth stage and it's just interesting. It doesn't it just doesn't value or put a lot of emphasis on bullets. I mean like the, the major thing you're dealing with in the game is navigating the space of the screen because of 3D obstacles. I mean, sure. every time there is a laser or a bullet array that you need to dodge, there's like a real lot of um, telegraphing of it. Sure. You know, like the most complex crazy pattern I've seen so far is like the fourth boss's laser shot where the, he just kind of instantly materializes this web of laser on the screen. Mm-hmm. But it flickers before it happens. Sure. So you know where Gives to you move. A clue. Yeah. It's just... It's interesting. As opposed to like the ne- the fractal navigation of like cave shooters. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it because it's it's a it's a good change of pace. Um, I hope the game sells kind of a lot. I'm sure it won't because no one's talking about it because nobody knows. Has it received any promotion as far as I can, other than hey it's out? 
And the music is fucking amazing. The music's amazing. One of the best soundtracks I've heard for Shmup in a long time. Sounded good for the little bit that I heard. It's so good. Order down it? level of good. Whoa. Yeah. It's really that good. That style? Like jazzy? Yeah. Whoa. It is. It's amazing. And it's Oh, and they didn't know on... Sorry to interrupt you, but that's the other thing I was listening to Rebel FM. They were like... <sighs> they had like no idea who G-Rev was. I mean, I understand. In the grand scheme of things. Who the fuck is G-Rev? Uh, but just sort of like their attitude is to be like, I don't know, it was like G-something, I don't know, some shmack. Man, I can't wait until. I, I, I'm just dying like, for sort of the, the disdain, the tone of disdain. and like I'm dying for shmups to become in vogue because they they will. I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time before someone makes a good shmup and then everyone's like, you know, it ikarugas it again. Good enough everyone's to hit. Everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, shmups are really good. They can be hard and intelligent, and blah. but I can't wait to hear these motherfuckers who I've listened to for the past five years not even mention shmups. All of a sudden, just be like, "Oh, wax, well, wax I philosophic." Happen to enjoy the uh, yeah. specifics of most shmups. Yeah, uh, Denmaku shooters are my favorite. Like that sort of. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, you know, I'm really into the doujin scene, and uh, there's a lot of, in, you know, inventiveness going on there. It's frustrating. Like, how strong you cannot get any... And Dishwasher I played, because it was the, the other uh, Xbox Live mm-hmm. game of the week, and, and so many idiots were talking about it, saying that it's good. It's not good. It's not good at all. There's nothing good about it. I didn't have to play to know There's that, nothing good about glad it. glad you did. You gotta be kidding. You have zero first taste. One? No, that's I didn't garbage. Either. The it game's didn't look garbage. Like it I'm sorry to the developer. It's, it's better than anything I'll ever make. Granted, I don't care. But uh, it's just not a good game. You can't talk about it. Like that doesn't matter. You can't man. talk. About you don't it. have to like be it? a chef to know that food tastes like shit. Okay, that's I agree. All right. That's what the critics are for. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't even know anything about it other than I hate the aesthetic, the art style. Me too. Hate it. Terrible. And that's why I didn't even touch the first one. That's why I'll never touch this one. Yeah. It is really. It looks like a terrible indie comic yeah. style. Yeah. Perfect. You're right. <sighs> oh wow. And mechanically, there's nothing that impressive about it. People are it's fucking going crazy it's because... It's a brawler, right? Yeah, it's like a hack and slash. Uh, you know, it's basically like Devil May Cry put in the second... Or hmm. put in the 2D. There's like a... Sounds okay. There's a dodge... Well, sounds promising, but... There's a dodge mechanic. Like, you can flick the right analog stick in any direction constantly to just... Nav- you, basically, you, if you wanted to, uh, or if you didn't want to be, you never would have to be on the ground. You could literally okay. just fly around the screen That's kinda interesting. Uh, while you're flicking this sure. in different directions. But you can't do that and attack at the same time, obviously, unless you're really dexterous. You, you can yeah. kind of manage that. But um, even with that, it's just not interesting to me. I, I don't know what it is. It's It turns me off so much. It's just nothing. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me, I guess, is the problem. It's made by... a a younger person person so i'm you know his understanding of video games might just be we just might speak different languages old man talking yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm waiting for that uh that like dust game man, to come out old man gamer dust should be cool if it ever hits what about uh, uh, nimbus did you play that no i watched the videos on it though Nimbus is really cool. You should play it. We'll talk. I about really it liked week. it. I liked the vibe of that game a the lot. The music, the soundtrack to Nimbus is. That's what I really noticed first. Was the amazing. Music.
like the tone of it. Just the way... I don't know. It's almost... Like, it seems like it gets pretty frantic. Or at least intense. Where it's asking yeah. kind of a lot of you to do in a short period of time. Yeah. It's like but any the, of those trials. But there's something games. kind of, like, relaxing about it. I think it's yeah. like the way the ship moves or the way the camera pans. Very there's something so. about it. Very much so. And oh. the music you helps out for sure. Play it and then we'll talk about it next week. Did you Have you played Infinity Danger? No. See, that's killing me. <laughs> this is why. This is why Demon Souls is bad. Yeah, that yeah, Infinity Danger that indie from up. It's not really much to say about it, but it's uh, are you familiar with it at all? I know it's a shooter. Yeah, it's like Warning Forever. Okay. Did you tell me about this? You probably did. I told you to download this game probably a hundred times. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I was basically just talking to that fucking bodiless Iron Man from Demon Souls. You know, like, it was pointless. But the Infinity Danger guys updated this game significantly because when you originally... <laughs> originally, you could only get to, like, level... Uh, 17 or 18, right around there. That was, like, the highest score for a long time because <clears throat> there was this artificial border. It wasn't the screen border. It was just, like, this arbitrary artificial border surrounding the game fields, and... You know, eventually, like, Warning Forever, the ships start getting so complex right. that you have no room to navigate. Every time a new ship spawns, you're dead because it's taken up, like, yeah. all the real estate. Um, but, so they heard people complain about it, and they changed it. They got totally did, rid of the border. Did, did they just, did they just Apparently. assume people wouldn't get that far? I don't know. It was just like a really obvious thing that I can't imagine why they would have decided to do in the first place. Hmm. You know, like one of those weird things where it's just like, why would you have done that? I see the high scores have definitely gotten up since I was second and now I'm 81st. Jeez. Fuck, I hate that. Fuck, I hate that. But, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting game. Um,. Hey, this definitely this looks like Warning Forever, even from the colors, because Warning Forever definitely uh, was very white and yellow. And the no, the, no, no. Well, no, was it? No, Warning Forever was green. I think everything in Warning Forever green line art. Man, I, for some reason I'm remembering it's blue. It was like a blue, yellow. God, the whole black, the whole background was black. You know, it was yeah. it was Geometry Wars esque. Sure, but the main colors were just green, and there were some reds and okay, stuff. Okay, maybe I there. just made that shit up then. But it was wireframe kind of looking. Mm -hmm. um, so this is full 3D, and it's kind of interesting. It's just this. I like uh, that the walls of the the zone are like it's like a tunnel that's moving in a different direction than the background is. I was looking at what you were talking about. What do you mean? See how that's like, like it's illuminating the grid there. Yeah. It's like a tunnel. You know what I'm saying? See how it's oh, like it's coming saying. up from the bottom. Sure. Like yeah, up. yeah. There's a perspective there, but then the background is scrolling in a totally different plane. <laughs> that's weird. I never. Then that noticed is. That. <laughs> that's really weird looking. That is weird. I never noticed that. I just kind of ignored the fact that it was. So this is expanded now. You said the. Um, yeah, originally before? it was. It was. You could pretty much see it all on one screen. Oh wow! So it's it's a lot bigger. I haven't played it since the update. This is my first time playing it since the update. So it's a lot. I like bigger. that it's sort of there's like a camera that's pivoting. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. It's an interesting touch. It is. Uh, all, there are a lot of interesting design choices in this game. Um, 
let me think of some of them right now. Oh, what um, you playing? well, it's basically a, uh, it's just one level over and over again, basically. Are, the, are these dynamically generated? I think so, because Warning Forevers were, to my knowledge. Um, I thought they were, too. They was just sort of... They're at least, at the very least, they're random. Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Adapting, like, you know, there's probably like a library of parts yeah. that it's just sort of randomly attaching together with a core at the center. Right. But I mean, is it responding to the way you destroy them? Is the question. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't even think. I just, or is I it because, like, but. see, like, I got killed by the Vulcan cannon earlier, and yeah. now it seems to be the only thing that's being built <laughs> on the ships as they generate. Um, almost as if it knows that that's my weakness. It's so interesting. It, it, it'd be an interesting thing to test out, but yeah. So Jesus, you, why would you ever take the time? Well, you would do that. So because there are certain weapons that the enemy shoots. Like, um, I think the most annoying that the weapon that the enemy shoots, and I, you've yet to see it in this little demo that I'm playing, is lasers. Uh, they're just really annoying. They're full-screen lines that just manifest and block everywhere you can go. You know, so they get really sure. annoying. So, um, in terms of, like, screen real estate, there are definitely some weapons that the enemy has that you would probably prefer him to have. So, in that case, I would probably get killed by those weapons first. Like in the first sure, round or sure, so, sure. so that he would um, then constantly to generate like, himself to build up the internal like tally mark of right death by this weapon. Right. So it's time based. It's all time based, right? Right. So what penalty is death other than it's just time lost? Death is time lost. So it's basically you just going for as long as you can. This has been, this has been, this will be, and will be, is currently and podcast 1980X. about and Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Which I don't really care about. That's a weird game. Did they show gameplay of it? Uh, I don't... Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I couldn't really tell. The video that I saw at the time that I saw it was kind of a low core compression. You know, it was, it was just not very good. I just don't like it because to me it seems like they're basically admitting defeat on ever progressing that series. Yeah, and they're just going backwards. Or, I mean, like, redoing it. It's just strange. Yeah, I totally like, agree with you. I understand It's, it's exactly clear someone up the chain... Maybe, I don't know. From what I understand, most people like 5. They just don't like it as much as 4. Yeah, I mean... That, yeah. Am I wrong in that? I don't kind know. Kind of. I mean, 5 was just so archaic feeling. It's weird because... It's like, how was it archaic feeling when it was really only this, the first time that Resident Evil 4 is really fresh... Uh, it's style. the first time that formula had ever been repeated. So right. It's like, it's our, how can it be already stale? It just was. Because it doesn't have a roadie run? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, really, that's 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 kind of why. It's because, that, it's because you know, the West is chasing, like, uniform control. Yeah. And uh, anything that goes against that uniform control, they just, like, well, we just, like, rally against. With yeah. our dollars and with our fucking ignorant editorials against the games. I don't know. For me, RE5 was great. Talked about it before, but you know, it, most people seem when they talk about it seem to enjoy to have enjoyed it, if not just not as much as 
for or well, I mean it was like a crazy high polished game I mean in a lot of ways it wasn't doing it as much on any level as crisis but the game looked better than crisis visually from any given moment to moment you know sure I mean really it really did it's it's still probably maybe the best looking game screenshot wise uh, I've seen on the Xbox 360. Yeah, so I, bet I don't think I haven't people. seen. A, I haven't really seen like an awkward or bad screenshot of the game. The game's gorgeous. All the textures, the texture work in that game is phenomenal. But seeing that this Raccoon City thing is, I don't know. It's just kind of sad because it's like it feels like they're probably giving it to like some C team in the basement. That's like, yeah, you should probably crank out another RE game before Plan it gets six. too long. Oh, that's right. It's going to the fucking. Uh, what did they do? I, I don't looked know. Th- I looked them up. Socom um, or something. They did like the they did the Socom games on the PSP that nobody likes. Oh, that's good. The Socom games that the Socom fans don't like. So I don't know what that is. But <laughs> that's because Socom fans are pretty particular about their Socom. Sure. But uh, I guess I don't know anything about them. They don't have, from what I understand, they are not highly recommended. From the way people reacted, it seemed like the way we reacted when we heard Vicious Cycle was doing EDF. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you're like, oh, if I had no. more, uh, if Resident Evil meant more to me as sure. a franchise, I would totally be reacting the exact same way. Yeah, but it really. I'm, does I'm not upset about it. Just like I'm just kind of. It seems like they're just like you said they're going backwards because yeah. they're out of out of ideas or. Yet again, they're just handing off some property that they used to treat like a golden cow. Sacred Cow to a Western developer. Pretty sure Slant 6 is a Western developer. Oh, I'm sure they're I'm pretty sure they're not Japanese. I don't know. That's about all I have to say about that. The Dead Rising thing is really funny to me. I didn't watch it. Do you know what it is? Frank De- West? Dead Rising 2... What is it called? Dead Rising 2... Here's Frank. What happened if Frank West was in this game? <laughs> I forget what the fucking real name of it is. But that's basically what it is. Good. The literal setup is like the narration of the trailer. Frank West is like upset that Chuck Green like beat him to the scoop okay. on what happened in that game. Yep. And he's like, "That makes sense." The first question people ask me is, "Why wasn't I there?" What if I was? And then he's like, "The second question what is, if I what would was? you have done?" And then it's like, "That's the game." That's really funny to me. It's not stupid. I mean, it'd be dumb in a lot of other mediums, but I think it's kind of cool that you can do it in video games. You know. Well, it's just funny where people were probably like, man, where's Frank? Where's Frank? It'd be cool if it was... And then Case West probably way outsold Case Zero. Oh, yeah. Right? You know? And everyone was (laughs) like, oh. Yeah. Repurpose the next DLC immediately. And not that it really matters, but I don't like what they did with Frank. His character. He's like an asshole and he looks like Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) I agree with that, too. He really looks like Dan Aykroyd. Maybe they like Dan Aykroyd. I guess, maybe. He's Canadian, right? I used to like so Dan is, Aykroyd. So uh, is that developer. I used to like Dan Aykroyd. Stopped liking Dan Aykroyd right around... When he got all crazy about UFOs? No, if anything, that would endear me to him more. I know. Uh, <laughs> I started to really despise... Oh, uh, Blues Brothers 2000. If I didn't hate him before Blues Brothers 2000, I hated him after Blues Brothers 2000. I never well, basically saw once... I've never seen either Blues Brothers film. Well, that's insane. Uh, really? I just There's just something... That's ab- insane. There's something about them that is just not appealing to me at all. Uh, 
well, you know why Blues Brothers won? Not to get too off. Well, who cares? Uh, the reason Blues Brothers won is so interesting is because to this day, I still... Well, okay, you remember when you when you saw Ghostbusters as a kid? Sure. What kind of movie did you think it was? Like, what genre of movie did you think it was as a kid? Hmm. I don't know, really. I know I didn't look at it as a comedy. What was it supposed to be? From whose perspective? <laughs> From the maker's perspective. Uh, I thought they... I mean, as far as I know, they wanted to make it a comedy. Right. And it's billed as a comedy. Yeah. But wouldn't you say Ghostbusters is like more sci-fi than a lot of sci-fi that's out there? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's... They get in-depth on some stuff. I was I talking mean, to my girlfriend about up. this at one point. I forget what it was. I think it's when... Way back when I had taken that like sabbatical from games. And for whatever reason, the first game I played when I came back to games was the fucking Ghostbusters game. But I was playing it... What a way back. I like that game. It's all right. <laughs> I was playing it, and I was getting... It gets to the point where you go back to the library, and you go find the Grey Lady. And, like, she leads you down into this crazy, like, Lovecraftian room. And then reality falls apart after that. <laughs> Literally. Like, the walls spin away, and you're, like, in this nether realm. Yeah. I've watched the whole game. And I was telling her... <laughs> like, it... I was like, you know, for being a comedy, the Ghostbusters franchise is way more intelligent about it, about its paranormal psychology and its metaphysics. At least the first at least the first movie. Yeah. Second movie gets a little goofy. The scripts for the third movie that have always been talked about to me sounded retarded and I guess that's where they picked up and went maybe uh, with this. But between the game, the seek the between the game the two movies and the cartoon. The cartoon. Now the cartoon yeah. I'm like, I go, I told her, I go, for something for children that's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's really intelligent about all of the things it works in. Yeah. And like, it's only kind of been the last couple of years that I've realized how smart. And then, you know, of course, learning that Aykroyd's like way into that shit anyway. Yeah. I'm like, well, of course, maybe like, from what I understand, he wanted to make it way more serious. Yeah. And Bill Murray was like, no, make it funny. But then again, um... I mean, there are aspects of that movie that when you hear about the production and you hear about Dan Aykroyd's ideas, they were <laughs> retarded. Like, sure. the, the Ghostbusters were really... Or blah, the Ghostbusters were originally supposed to be carrying around wands. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. But anyway... Um, so, Blues Brothers. So, Ghostbusters... This kind of... It breaks the mold. Sure. You, you don't really know what to classify it as. Yeah. Yeah, Blues Brothers, to this day, I couldn't even give you a genre that it belongs to. It, it reminds me a lot of Kill Bill. Hmm. You know how Kill Bill just is... Kill Bill is an action movie. Sure. But I think it's only classified as an action movie because of how intense the violence is when it happens. Yeah. But I don't know if you could call it an action movie as an island. You know, like, all by itself. It just It's not just an action movie. It's also a comedy and... And a bunch of other different things. Um, kind of a drama. Sure. Um, anyway, Blues Brothers escapes classification, man. I, to this day, cannot figure out what they were trying to say or do with that movie. There's a point in that movie where some people are chasing the Blues Brothers. Nazis are chasing the Blues Brothers. And the Blues Brothers more or less trick them into driving off the wrong ramp, you know? Yeah. Of uh, sort of an interstate highway system. So the car is going to get some air. It's going to get like 10 feet of air at the most, right? Sure. 
Um, but it cuts to, and I'm not kidding, you're exaggerating. It cuts from a shot of them getting the air, the initial air, yeah. off the tops, 100 foot tall interstate. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! To a shot of an actual car being dropped from a plane. <laughs> the plane, the car in over Chicago. <laughs> The car is just spiraling and flying. I mean, it was actually, I don't know if they did it, they must have done it for the movie specifically, but they dropped that model car out of an airplane. Okay, so there's that kind of, like, disparity of, like, reality. I've always loved you. Yeah. It's kind of like in Fist of the North Star when he knocks over a seven-foot-tall man, and as he falls, he's a hundred feet tall. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, there's no sense to any of it. And I mean, Carrie Fisher is chasing them around as like a psychotic ex. Uh, Weird. With grenades and dynamite and terrible guns just trying to murder them at like every chance she can get. It's very, it's a very strange movie. I, I definitely suggest watching it. Dan Aykroyd. So Dan Aykroyd. Blues Brothers 2000. Who's, that's that's who's, right. That's where I get off the Aykroyd bus. But who's now Frank West? Or after that uh, ABC show he did, where he was the priest. Uh, that was after I believe. Do you remember that show? Yes. What was it called? Oh boy. <laughs> the good. Oh boy. Goodfather. Uh... No. Uh. What was it? He was. It had the stupid crossover with Home Improvement. No. Oh yeah, it did. It totally did. I, I remember that. <laughs> what was it called? Um, it had a really stupid name. It did have a really like stupid a punny name. name, if I remember correctly. It did. No, it did. Um, I did like Dan Aykroyd in My Girl. It has to be said. Did you like My Girl? I liked that movie. Okay. My Girl was a great movie. I had a big crush on Beta Salt for a long time. Really? That's what it was called? What? Soul Man. That's it. That's exactly it. It's just as terrible as I was. I thought it was something a little more bunny than that, but I guess not. Do you think Soul Man was its theme song, or do you it think was. they didn't pay for it? No, it was definitely. I'm pretty sure it was. It, it was, was like a covered version. Because it'd be sad if they couldn't get it. It has to. It had to have been. It had to have been. <laughs> yeah, he like fucking appeared on Home Improvement as Tim's pastor or whatever. You're right. You're totally right. I and then Al that. was on an episode of Soul Man. Oh. Yeah, that'll definitely those those audiences. Because they were both in the, they were both in Detroit. Remember when Steve Urkel went to Step by Step? San, San Francisco. No, did he go on Step by Step? Yeah. He went to, I know he went on Full House. No. Wait, did he? Well, you he know, he was what? on Full House because he taught Stephanie to be proud of wearing glasses. What? Yes. I thought he was on Step by Step. All I remember is him crashing into a picnic area in the backyard. And both Full House and Step by Step had a picnic Picnicker. backyard with a picnic, actual picnic you, table. You could have been on that as well. I don't remember. But I met, it was the episode Stephanie got glasses and, like, Steve taught her how to be okay with wearing glasses. Do you remember the and Perfect Cameron And Kirk Cameron was also on Family. Or also on uh, Full House at some point. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember when uh, Perfect Strangers, uh, they had to break into 
the Winslow's house? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because Harriet Winslow worked at. She worked at the building at where the, the Sun paper. Tribune or whatever yeah. the fake Chicago newspaper that they worked at was. And uh, she still had that job when Family Matters came on. Yeah. She was the elevator operator. Mm-hmm. But uh, the shows weren't on at the same time. It was like a spinoff that didn't cross actual timelines. Right. So, uh, yeah, I forget. They lost a ring or they needed to steal a ring back from her that they gave to her. Like they switched her <laughs> ring with a fake – they switched her diamond ring with a fake cubic zirconia ring and they needed to get it back. So the best thing to do was to break into the Winslow's house uh, when the dad's a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a different Carl because Carl right. hadn't been established yet. Right. So it's, it's very strange. The, the Winslow family is very strange. They have such a weird genealogy. Because if you think about it, first there was that original Carl, and it wasn't really even it's Carl. It's like proto-Winslows. Yeah, proto-Carl, right? Yeah. And then there's Harriet, and then there was the actual show, and there was the, the daughter, Judy. Yeah. And then she just disappeared. Disappeared, yeah. Like a fucking unsolved Robert Stack mystery. <laughs> like there was like no talk about it. <laughs> Just disappeared, to and she went into porn. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that show was just bizarre. Speaking, then Harriet left, and the new. Speaking Harry of weird in. TV shows, we're getting all such a tangent. But did you ever watch Dinosaurs? No, I the hated not that the show. mama thing. I hated that show. I hated it, Sean. I loved it. I was. Way I hated in, it. I was way into dinosaurs. Oh, that fucking Di- baby. like dinosaurs. And then the show. I dinosaurs. like dinosaurs a lot. That's why I thought dinosaurs would be cool. But I was like, this is ridiculous. Dinosaurs. Don't Did you talk. ever see how that show ends? I know that it ends weird. They I die. In a comet? No. Uh, Earl, who's not Carl or Homer. <laughs> not at all. Earl Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> who's, also, somehow, who's which, also wait? Who's also not Dan Connor? Earl Sinclair is somehow like a name that was arrived out of like language math that involved yeah. Homer Simpson, Carl Winslow, and Dan Connor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. So like the plot of this it's show really is great. like I guess the what's really weird is like the creators of the show must were like really uh like pro environmentalist, like environmentalists. Yeah. I do remember that. To the point where the show as it like got closer to the end, they just started making really serious episodes about like the environment because he was a forester yeah and i remember there was an episode where they were protesting him cutting down the trees yeah like some like his wife like fran the wife chains herself to a tree yeah 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 but like as the series got closer to its end whether they knew it or not they sort of just started like dismissing the the comedic element and having like dramatic plot lines that's ridiculous like like things happen like ecologically and like don't do this Oh, so wasn't in, there like nuclear wars? So going in the last on? episode, or like this, this, the either the last episode or the last two episodes that are like the last story, he builds for some reason he's given permission, or he's he builds so a museum, or he builds a factory that makes wax fruit. Like he owns it. I don't know how this happened. Okay. I don't know the setup for him owning a wax fact a wax fruit factory, but he owns it. a wax fruit factory. This he, makes tons of sense already. And he already. builds it over top of like a nesting area for this one creature. And so they're dis- the creature's displaced from their home uh-huh. because of this like expansion, this like urban expansion, or this industrial expansion. Right. And in the college in like the biome of this area, this creature eats this weed 
that's like grows violently and like infects things. Okay. And like destroys buildings. This is needlessly complex. So when this creature is displaced, it doesn't eat this plant. The plant like opens like ecological disaster. That somehow I didn't watch the whole episode, but somehow like waterfalls into the sky being darkened and blocked out. Like the sun is like blacked out. Okay. And basically Earl is responsible for ushering in the Ice Age. Oh. And murdering everyone. Wow. And the end of the show, like the very last part of the show is like the baby questioning what's happening. And he gives like this really sobering speech about like, well, I can't tell you where we're going and we're not going on vacation and we're not moving, but we're going somewhere else. What? But we'll be together as a family when we do. This is ridiculous. I don't believe this. It's true. And then the last, like the second to last shot is like, him staring pensively out the window as the camera pans out of the window, like pulls back, and it's like snowing terribly outside. That's insane. And it cuts, the very last shot is like it goes to the news reporter that's like been sort of the running news reporter gag, like the Ken Brockman Brockman, joke. And he's like, And taking a look at the long range forecast, continued snow, darkness, and extreme cold. (laughs) This is Howard Hendupme. Good night. Oh my god. Goodbye. And the show just ends. <laughs> it's you know, so what's really, depressing. What's really funny is I vaguely remember that in some weird oh, way. Oh god, they all die. I mean, of course, the dinosaurs died, but. <laughs> How many seasons did that show go? I think like three. Yeah, that's three or four. Right. Anyway, Dead Rising is funny. It's just funny to me because it's like the Super Street Fighter 4. So here's yeah. the Dead Rising 2 we probably could have just made in the first place. Totally. But here it is again. What about, uh, what is it, Dragon's Dogma? Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, I, I, I think that looks really good. <sighs> They've got the producer of, uh, well, the producers of Devil May Cry 4 and 3 working on it. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Resident Evil 4, one of the producers from it. But it looks, I think it looks really good. What that game appears to be... Is Monster Hunter and Demon Souls systems wise? Yeah, man, they are way jumping on the Demon Souls bandwagon, and I don't mean that in a derisive or negative sense, but like it's just really obvious that that's what they're going for. Sure. And the Monster Hunter thing, of course. But the art style, the art direction, is. Too man, I thought Dragon Age would look boring. This game looks See, boring. Think, oh, weird. I think this game is. Um, Except for the Snake Beast, which looks scary as. Looks like Bullet Witch. Um, Just the texture on its scales and everything. It looks really disturbing. I think this game looks interesting in the same way that Nier looks interesting. I could see that. Whereas Dragon Age just just looks like an absence of art. Now, I watched the the two videos. I watched the, the gameplay trailer where he's like, hopefully ineptly fighting that boss because that looked like a really boring gameplay sequence otherwise. Yeah. And I watched the the official trailer. The official trailer made it look more... I watched that after I saw the gameplay. Yeah. So I saw that second. That made the game look more interesting to me immediately. Yeah, Just watching that man fumble with the bow and fight that snake beast was not interesting looking to me. Yeah. And it looked janky, but I'm sure it's early. But the griffin... He's, he like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It looked pretty good. Yeah. It... There were some other shots in it where I was like, okay, maybe I'm on board with this. But that one particular video just kind of... It looks so... Just dull. Like, really dull. It looked like a Japanese developer purposely trying not to look Japanese. 
Yeah, and ending I up, definitely and ending up just sort of ending like with this sort of lifeless like art style where it's like, well, I definitely understand what you're saying, and I and I kind to a certain extent I definitely agree, but I still think that there's a certain aspect to it that's kind of nearish. I mean, like you can't. The environment to go... design looked very nearish to me. Yeah, where it's like, like you have those impossible configurations of like a beach next to a cliff next yeah. to the mountain with snow, and it's like how? Yeah, like it's acknowledged by the design that it's not realistic. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, that game looks really interesting to me. Um, I'm interested to play. I'm interested to see and learn more about like how it actually controls and what. Is it like massively multiplayer? Is it like a Monster Hunter thing? Is it a weird hybrid of both? What about? Uh, I was really surprised they didn't show anything about. Uh, <laughs> I was really surprised they didn't show anything about Devil May Cry. It's got to be an E3 mm. thing. Probably because it's. Well, no, the Captivate's a Western thing, right? Or is it any everybody? I don't know if I don't know if foreign press got invited to that or not. What about Ashura's Wrath? Oh, that was a thing, huh? I, yeah, that game looks, it still looks better and better. That thing looks better and better. I Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. Is that what I said? You said game. Oh. I meant thing. Yeah. In a weird way. Because I'm really that curious to see how it works. It's a long series of bizarrely short videos of that man fighting a giant finger. <laughs> I'll be I'll be kind of all right with that. <laughs> like, the sad thing is, so will I... <laughs> Right? Yeah. You're just like thrust into this reality and you're like, oh, I just got to make sense of everything really hey, quickly. Hey, as long as it's framed well and directed, I mean, like, it's basically... he didn't have six arms in the last trailer, so things have already changed. I hope that <laughs> Japanese developers start taking a more serialized approach to their video games. Like, you know, we tried with Alan Wake. Like, you this mean, like, time on like, Alan Wake. Like, actually, like, interior, like, formatting it internally like that? Internally, not... Separate yeah, I thought series. the same thing when it did that previously on a Sur an Asher's Wrath. Yeah, and I really the way that they talk, the way that they're talking about the development of it is that uh, you gain abilities in the game depending on the story, the point in the story. So, for sure. example, uh, you know, we've seen him fight, and he had two hands, two arms, like every normal person. Yeah. But uh, in this new trailer, he has six arms. Right. And you know, he basically only has them. Because he's at this point in the story where he's gonna have to knock. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's gonna have to take down this giant god's finger. Sure. So, um, and he might not ever get six arms again, and he may have never had them before. It may just right. be sort of like a throwaway for the moment, right. which I really like. It's sort of like the Deus Ex Machina that happens in every cartoon that you would watch as a kid, or like I mean, it's not the same, but it's similar to like every Zentai or Power Rangers, where like. Yeah. They would always win because they would pull like, some shit out of their ass that would just dominate yeah, the enemy. It's regardless. Fist of the North Star. You're like, you're going to beat Star. Ken? No. Right. I've watched 70 episodes. He'll keep upping the ass. He's answer. not going to lose. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm only 70 episodes into 150. I don't think the, likes, I don't think the next 30 are going to be a funeral. Yeah. Followed by, you know, the credits. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That's really funny. That's interesting they're doing that. I can see a lot of people being, like, upset about that. Someone... Someone commented on in some site was like, they thought it. They were like, oh, it's like God Hand too, and I like I couldn't see what they thought was God Hand about it. Punching? Other than the fast punching, like I don't understand either. Every time I read something like that, and then I figure out like why they said it, you're like, oh, it's like a brief window into how a gamer's mind works, and I'm like, <laughs> is that really what you took away from that? Like, <laughs> right. Fast punching must be God Hand. Yeah. I how don't... little do you understand about games? <laughs> or like, I mean, you really, yeah. I that totally game's going to be. 
That game is going to flop commercially real bad. Assure its wrath. At least in America. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No one's going to buy it. It's going to be no. God Hand 2. Maybe that's going to ride. They're going to ride the created by the developers of Naruto real hard yeah. on that. Because what else? What other foothold do they totally. have? Totally. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Capcom could market it to be interesting. The problem is, I don't think that... If, if, if Well, depending on what the game actually is. I mean, if it ends up being like a air quote character action game they could do they could basically pitch it against God of War I just don't think that the West is capable of understanding that kind of game I don't most I, Western it's, reviewers it's, stack, it's doubly stacked one it's a Japanese game two it's full of Eastern influence mythology religion yeah. you know imagery and like influence yeah yeah there's just it's that's not going to happen for that game unfortunately it's too bad well, Street Fighter, we didn't really talk about it. Oh. Just like you really liked the trailer. The Street Fighter trailer was amazing. I got I didn't dislike it, but just because like I don't know, it was just you so terribly cheesy and bad. I mean, like. The music was just... I mean, I am a pretty snobbish person when it comes to music. Sorry. Yeah. But the music in that trailer was just perfect. It's like that, it, was like, it was like an emo kind of... It was like, like a old, terrible old emo, emo, rock, emo thing. rock thing that was just brutal. But you know what? There's a place for everything. Yeah. I, I totally believe that. There's yeah. a place... Time and a place for everything, and that fits. That perfect. was it. Yeah. I hope the whole soundtrack. With that bizarre that. like dream battle. Oh my god! Did you hear? Ken and did Ryu. you hear Ken? Call for you. God, my heart was like breaking. He uh, in the very first part of the trailer, he's like fighting Nina, and he he's like Ryu. Yeah. But he doesn't even call. He doesn't really like call for him. He just you see that he's like acknowledging the fact that even though he can't see it, he knows Ryu's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's not even the moment that's not that's not even the point where he like screams yet. Then they do that camera pan shot where they're like pulling away from the building exterior mm -hmm. and he's like yeah! I was just dying, man. <laughs> to see I really wanna see it sounds so stupid, but I really wanna see the story if the cutscenes or whatever are like that. If it's like that? I would hope so. Jesus, man. But I remember you were like commenting on it on your wall and you were like, <laughs> after Ken yells for it's like fuck Tekken. And like I read that before I watched it. Yeah. And I hit that I hit that point way before you did. Like when fucking Kazuya is like Jin, Stepping, the man you wanted to see is here, and he's like standing on right his face. Oh my face. god! You're like, <laughs> you like son god of a bitch! Damn it. You son of a bitch! Yeah, man, that's definitely an East versus West that doesn't intend to be, because Tekken's way East. I think. Huh? I think the opposite. Really? Yeah. I feel like more people in the West are down with Street Fighter than with Tekken. I feel like more. As far as the scene. See, I think they're way more in second. Really? Yeah. But Street Fighter is always the... I look at it, like, from watching EVO, and Street Fighter is always the, like, the crown event. It is, but I just think there's plenty of Tekken players who aren't into the scene of uh, of fighting. They're just, like, hanging out at their house playing Tekken. 
online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah, just my. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Um, I guess because Street Fighter has more of the has more wide. Po I guess Tekken seems to be something that's more popular in Japan than it is in America. Whereas yeah. I would almost say the opposite for Street Fighter. But it could be just be population. Yeah, There's I just could, more people I could not, yeah. not in Japan that are into Street Fighter. Um, Whereas if you do Street Fighter versus MK, then it's. It was also interesting when they ran the uh, when they ran that video the very beginning when they ran Capcom and Namco logos. Mm -hmm. They still use the old Namco logo. Yeah, Namco's back to like interchangeably using that shitty Namco Bandai one that I hate. I hate that one, but the fact that they use this Namco that I spent time writing how much I was happy it was gone and now it's back. I didn't know they got rid of it. They stopped using it for a while. Like the, and they like just the, like the flat like Namco? the front of like the front of Enslaved had the old Namco logo on it. Oh really? Yeah, for a while they were releasing games for a while over like the past year or so. Uh, they never really dropped that logo in other territories. This is so esoteric and weird, but I researched it because I was so interested in it. <laughs> they never really dropped the Namco logo in in almost every other territory except America. Huh. But in America, like uh, trying to make it a toy, what's it that? Toyish in America, like a toy company. Yeah. Name. Which it is in America, like the like the Naruto game, had the old band had the old Bandai logo on it, and Enslaved had the old Namco logo on it. Huh. But they were both Namco Bandai. Uh, the Clash of the Titans game had the old Bandai logo on it. It was almost everything that was like a toy, like Naruto, Clash of the Titans, yeah. was Bandai, and like the legitimate games were Namco logo. Well, that's a good way of doing it. it but now they seem kind of back to using an interchange. I don't know. It reminds me of like LJN. Yeah, was it was LJN or was it a different? Who was the offshoot of Konami? Oh, Data East. No, or not, uh, Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. Ultra. Yeah. Ultra. Ultra wasn't around. Why were they around? Wasn't there like a limit to the amount of games a publisher could publish on the Nintendo system? I think it was something year? with the Nintendo approval thing. Where it's yeah, like, they like only approved five per year or something. For like Konami, that. and for Konami's like, we'll just make another division. Yeah. And they were like, okay, I guess that's really interesting. Another company. That's really interesting that that existed. That yeah, and the thing with the logo did interest interests me is just sort of like figuring out the motivations behind using the old logo, using the new one, and like I don't know. There's just something weird about the fact that it's changed is interesting enough for me to go. Well, why did it change? Yeah, they're just making weird distinctions that you sort of like you and me being like, why the fuck is the Bulletstorm icon different? The Bulletstorm icon is mind bending. <laughs> that is mind bending. That is a mind fuck to me that yeah. someone would. You know why that exists like that? Because someone was going to get fired unless they came up with an idea this year. That was some guy's one idea per year. Oh, yeah. That in whatever like, office So what was at, your idea for, you know, revenue initiative or revenue generation? Well, well uh, yeah. <laughs> hear me out. And yeah. then he prepared spreadsheets for showing how many more people would be exposed to the Bulletstorm brand by this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one guy <laughs> justifying his 50K a year. The salary. average Xbox Live user has this many friends. Yeah. Yeah, I like that trailer for Street Fighter Tekken. I I, uh, I just don't have any real feeling for Tekken, one way or the other. Like, I don't really dislike it that. as a franchise. I've lost my feeling. Maybe for that's Tekken. worse than even hating it. It's yeah. Like, put it this way: the the highlight of Tekken news for that game for me is that Bob is in the game. Me too. I was like, yeah, Bob. Me too. <laughs> Same here, man. That's really strange. Although I would like to see martial law. He'll have to be in there. I don't know. You think so, right? I don't know. 
Oh, the, do you think in, they'll... in the uh, in the, that dinosaur level? Yeah, Dreads Park, <laughs> the level. Do you think that they'll uh, render new Street Fighter characters that weren't in four for this game? Because otherwise, mm. half the roster is already no. Because Ono will never escape it. Why isn't he in four? Is he coming in five? I don't know. They almost like have he already to. gets pestered by like Darkstalker characters. It seems to me like they almost have to, man. Because otherwise, you when so? you look at the game, you can just say something like, "You guys just made half a new game." Yeah, you know, like it's only point. half the characters. That's a good point. Uh, I don't really know of any other Street Fighter characters. Pff, maybe they'll bring back like Urian. Yes. Or Q. <laughs> yes. They are. Did you see they're releasing the arcade edition? Of yeah. Four. I did. Intelligently this time. I did. Yeah. It's it's. Hey, I own Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Four, and I played it like twice. Well, it's not for you. It I mean, sucks. It could be if you're completionist. It Maybe it is. Maybe another month. But for as a fifteen dollar DLC download for owning that game, that's. I think they probably did that because of the whole like, of the uproar of the yeah. of the last time. But then they go and release another version of Dead Rising. It's like super Dead Rising. Here's a question: uh, Are you at all interested, or not interested? Are you at all nervous about importing games from Japan at this point? No. Like Part get, of me about getting them, or well, about getting them being and them being irradiated. Well, first of all, irradiated. Second of all, getting them. Getting them is the bigger. Concern. Third of all, managing to get them before the island just sinks. A couple more earthquakes ought to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, a little get dangerous. On that, I better get on that Eskatos pre-order, even though that's, it's never coming because it's been delayed. It sounds terribly cold. Just when it got delayed. That's thought, when it hit I me. I seriously thought the company that was making it probably was sank into the fucking ocean. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's gone <laughs> forever. <laughs> and no, uh, you know what? I found a really uh, interesting website uh, today that is so hidden and obscure that I've never, f I've never listened, man. I've never <laughs> heard of it before. <laughs> I Google searched the name of it to see if it was found in any kind of discussions about video games. It's like if you search for our podcast. It's got like two pages of us talking about ourselves, right? Yeah. But somehow it's a storefront that apparently has been around for years and has done all this business. And I started <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, and all they do is sell rare Japanese games. It's like the web version of Game Zone. It is. <laughs> they sell only rare Japanese games. And it's Weird. all English. <clears throat> it's, it's very clearly, well, at least they're fluent in English, the people who run it. Uh, people who are fluent in English... The way it's structured, you have to know what you're looking for to get there, to get mm. it. You know, it's not like yeah. browse by this. Oh um, yeah, it's 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 really strange, man. But it's it's amazing how much hard to find shit is on there, and it's amazing that I've never seen it before. And then I started to think about it, and I started to put it into perspective and compare it to like when I was on like Neo Geo, mm -hmm. like buying AES carts and trying to, you know, market value and all that crap. Well, when you look on this website, a lot of the video games descriptions end in a sentence about its rarity and how its value will hold up. Weird. Like they're really particular. Well, they're really That's interested weird. in that. Yeah. And so I started to think about it, and I was like, you know, I bet you the people who do know about this site will never tell anyone about it. Because telling anyone about the site is only going to cause prices to go up for any of those sure. games. You know, as you make them more rare. It's like the only reason that Radiant Silver Gun continues to demand the price because some idiot always comes along and it's like, here it is, 150 bucks, yeah, or whatever it is worth now, 200 or whatever. 
It's just a strange secret. I'll show it to you when we get off the podcast. You will not even believe that it exists. It's so strange. But the point I brought, the reason I brought that up was because uh, I found it today and thought, oh my god, I can't believe I found this secret thing. I'm going to order all these interesting, crazy games that I've always wanted. And then I clicked on the news page, and it was like, because of the events of March 11th, we're closed. Thanks for all your business over the years. Apparently, it's been around for years, oh but there's God. no discussion of it on the internet, like on Google. If you just, it's crazy, man. Oh my! God. I found like a game cave sequel or something. <laughs> game cave. You know, I mean, it's it's game caveish. You're like watching the last. You're watching the last flash of a dead star. Yeah, it's it's already dead, dude. You can't possibly get interact with it. Yeah, no warmth or light will come from it, other than <laughs> the last like death, like. It's dead. What it is is it's dead already. I'm dead already. I'm dead already. The light hasn't reached me yet. The light hasn't reached. So I don't. So I don't. So I don't. For more, go to www.podcast198text.com. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thanks for listening. I love you.